deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time i appreciate all the support you lot gassing me in the comments as you always do first things first appreciative to all of you lot supporting not just on youtube but on twitch and whenever you've started finding out about my content we're flirting with fifty we we're at 49.6 we're gonna get there before the end of the year that was my biggest goal for 2022 we're gonna get there but we can't get complacent as usual good morning good afternoon good evening and of course where obviously it applies good night i hope you're doing well and safe make sure you're getting your comments in you're hitting the like button you're turning on your notifications and you're following on all platforms information's in the description it's Man City versus Dortmund today I'll be doing a watch along for that If you're on YouTube you can see it in your pinned message This video will take you to that landing page when we're done And obviously I'll post the link In fact let me do that right now Again you know Haaland's going to end up scoring against Dortmund Jude Bellingham watch and all of that Obviously Champions League We saw a great goal from Kudus It must be nice to have a winger Obviously Mudrick is playing Celtic today And he'll probably play well and his, and his reputation will get even more enhanced And all of these things I mean in the last few hours You've seen our City games being postponed There's a lot of chopping and changing We've got a date for our PSV game So yeah there's a lot of things to kind of go through Really and truly people Any talking points you got Phil no sort of way i hope everyone's having a progressive week i hope you and your loved ones are all healthy and all of them sort of things the guy who screams in the intro will live on forever trust you know actually i don't who is that it might be george we got george man he's ironically an arsenal fan it might be george you know it might be george it might be george i need to score another bagger next time i play sunday league i'm not passing the ball man i'm trying to do the mad thing again people but is well it is great content with even greater supporters man you know again Appreciative to have you lot here. Waza, what a name. I hope you're doing well and safe. Anthem got YouTube and Twitch on lock. I hear that one more time reloaded. We did, man. We did, man. Three times minimum every day, man. If it's nice, play it twice. 
keep up the good work. DG Love from South Africa, appreciative to have all the South Africans locked in. Man said Dollis and Cobb, Dollis and Cobana, Gida, what you saying, my bro? They are my guy. I could deal with that. Andy, my guy. Pack, source, appreciative, man. After one game, we've already been linked. Technically, we ain't been linked, man. There's nothing else to talk about. I mean, obviously, where we see wingers, you're going to want them in it. Like Marcus Edwards, probably not on our radar, but he's 23. He's English. Wouldn't say he's setting the world alight, but he's got the technical ability we look for. You're looking for him to go to the next level in relation to Kudus or Vyat. I think we need to calm it down. I think Ghana, if you're Ghanaian, you know, you've got a lot of players that you could be excited about. Kudus is one of them. You know Ajax are able to source these players. I mean, he's a good dribbler. Clearly, what he's got two in two now in the Champions League. Great take and go against um, Ajax. I mean, for Ajax against Liverpool. Obviously, in their defeat to Liverpool, where Matip scored the winner now. Any young winger, any winger around, you know, we're going to keep a close eye on. Mudrick, obviously, last week had a great game. For, I guess Arsenal fans are hoping he has a great game against Celtic or not because every game he's going up in price. And you've heard the Shakhtar Gaffer say he's basically selling the man there to the highest bidder. And obviously, if Arsenal get into a bid war, we're in issues. Arsenal are in that catch-22 in that do you go, do you do your due diligence, sign a player? Because, again, you know, just because a player is good, it don't mean they're ready. Do you sign them potentially before they're ready? Or when they do have that breakout season, like maybe Mudrik and Kudus and all of these guys, if they continue where they've picked up, you know, everybody in Europe's going to be monitoring them even more. And once you get into a bidding war, you're in problems, really and truly. As we've shown, we don't have the financial muscle to get into bidding wars, really, um, if I'm completely honest with you. So, yeah, Kudus looks lit. Still think people are gassing it a bit. And I'm not trying to belittle him or discredit him. I just think there's a lot of development to be done. You know, a lot of conclusions are being drawn on a man that's played 50-odd times for Ajax. And again, with Ajax, like they've shown with Lissandro Martinez, who we tried as well as United, who obviously got him. Anthony, if you want the De Jong, delete. If you want players from Ajax, long gone are the days of grabbing them for 10 million or so. If you want them, you've got to pay a premium. So that probably means Arsenal are a myth for him. But he started off in the right way, looking at and he's contracted until 2025, people. He's basically just got his feet under the door at Ajax, you know. Again, you know. He's just about got over 100 career appearances. You know, I'm looking at it for FC Nordschland. He played 57 times, got 14 goals and three assists. For Ajax, currently 11 goals and five assists in 51. That's all, what just over 100 appearances. 39 appearances in the Eredivisie with four goals and eight goals, four assists, sorry, and eight goals to his name. We've got to calm it down, man. It's one that we got to monitor and things like that. But I think if he continues what he's doing. He's a decent player. And like I said, man, he's lovely technically. He's capped 16 times by Garner. I do kind of want a winger that brings us a bit more output. But at 22, he's moving in the right direction and he can play in a couple of roles and things like that. Where Marcus Edwards is concerned, obviously he's contracted until 2026 um, um, for, at Sporting. Played quite well against Spurs. I don't think he, you know, the performance over 90 minutes was a mad thing, but he had one lovely dribbling run. Again, output for Sporting, he's got six goals, six assists in 23 games. For Victoria, he got 20 goals and 14 assists in 96. So again, at 23 years of age, he's still developing and Sporting are going to ask for a decent bit of change as are Ajax for Kudus. So I think those are two players that along with Mudrik, you know, and many others, they're doing what they can. They're in the right direction, but we just need to let them develop and see a bit more. I hope we do get a winger, you know, where January's concerned. Personally, I think the priority needs to be central midfield. If you can get in a winger, then do your thing in it, people. But yeah, that's all I've got to say on Kudus and, and Edwards. What are you lot saying before we get into any headlines that are 
obviously doing the rounds, people. Big up you lot tuned in. Appreciative to have you lot support all the time, as you guys already know, folks. So, yeah. DJ, I think we we need more mobility and power in midfield. What do you think? If we can get more mobility, more power, more tenacity, more technical technical brilliance, we need that, you know. Again, defence wins you titles. Strikers get the limelight and win games. But it's the midfield battle when, you know, midfield is where Arsenal, I personally think we let ourselves down. I, you know, I'm allowed, I'm, allowed, I'm allowed my opinion. Like I said, he can play out wide. He can play as a cam. He can play in a lot of roles, my guy. But going back to Arsenal, the one big question mark is midfield. And I don't personally feel we're going to develop to the standard we need defensively. You know, our first attacker is Ramsdale. Our first defender is Jesus. I don't think we're going to defend too much better as a team or attack much better as a team until we deal with the midfield. You know, it's the midfield battle. And I don't really know what our midfield's about. I mean, of course I do, but I don't really. You know, Jack is a decent player. Mobility is not something that's a strong point of his, but durability is. Uh, you know, I think Xhaka should be a rotation option. I think anytime you build your midfield around Xhaka and the fact that you miss him is testament to Xhaka, but it's also testament to where we are as a club. Obviously, with Thomas Partey, I don't think even his own mother is going to bet on him being fit for the majority of the Premier League. Yes, he might be back for Brentford, but there's an issue there. Even when these guys are fit, you probably need other options. I think we could do with an eight that could help us dictate the tempo of games a bit more. Clearly, we could do with a six or two in the absence of Partey. And when when you look at the experienced players, the players that are an exception to the rule of our young squad and things, it's the old, it's the experienced players that have the question marks over them, you know, with the exception of Xhaka, who's clearly valued on and off the field. And most people can see he's a decent player, but he should be a rotation option, nothing more. Partey's clearly a, a quality footballer. Again, off-field things need to be addressed. Injuries are another point of his all. El Nene could be a squad player at best. Obviously, historically, Pablo Marie, Cedric, these guys are not good enough, really, you know, really. And again, what you do with these 29, 30-year-olds kind of sums up, kind of puts us in good stead. You know, it's all good and fun and games. Saka, Martinelli, all these guys do take him three years to develop and things because they've still got their best years in front of them. These lot are going to kind of be quote-unquote past it. So we need to get a bit more out of our experienced players. Obviously, the time to talk about transfers is not here. I do think we need a lot more in midfield. Like I said, for me, if everybody's fit, then I would love two eights and a six. I do like Lokonga, hope he makes some steady progress. But if I remove my youth cap and stars are tomorrow and players are tomorrow and just focus on the remit, which is top four, you're betting on a lot with Lokonga. Again, it's short-term pain, long-term, uh, short-term pain, long-term game where he's concerned. El Nene's not fit, but you know what you're getting with him. It's not quite good enough. Xhaka, for what he does, is good. But could we get something that's, you know, Shaka might take three touches. Can you get someone lit that can do it in one and two touch respectfully? Partey, he's not, he's not relevant if he's not fit um, and whatnot, people. And again, you know, you saw the gaps, obviously, against Man United. So until we address that, we're not going to get anywhere. And it is a bit baffling for me because I have to start assuming that this is what you're betting on, whether you got players in or not. Edu and Arteta have both been Premier League midfielders and both played for this football club. So they should know damn well what Arsenal's about, really and truly, if I'm completely honest with you. But the time for transfers is not now, in it? Until January, we're going to have to kind of deal with what we need, in it? And I did think midfield would have been one of the first areas to be revamped. We're going to live or die by midfield, you know, really. You know, I know we're doing the young thing, but is, is it necessarily fair to bet on the volatility of Saka, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe? To expect them to do it for 38 games, is it net, is it sensible to assume Part A is going to stay fit or Xhaka is going to keep up his performances? I don't know, people. I just know we've seen the same movie play out 
and and it is what it is. You know, we've left ourselves short with depth. You know, with the injuries we're seeing, with obviously now games are being mixed and matched, and and we're gonna have to play certain games at a later date. We don't know what the World Cup is gonna do for our players, the few players with Arsenal that go to the World Cup, let alone the twenty odd that stay. Do we go pre-season? What do we do? And beyond that, really. And obviously, we hope we address uh, the certain areas in January. But, you know, last year, we assumed we might get a striker in, we might get a midfielder in. We left with nothing, really. So, we're going to have to see how that one develops. But I think you're right, man. You know, I, I think midfield needs a lot. Can't wait for January so we can bag Louise and just forget about depending on Partey. The midfield needs a revamp now. It's been the same ish for years now. Big up Frankie. We need a world-class midfielder and winger. Part, uh, Patino hopefully can become the Xhaka replacement. Give Charlie time, man. I think, I'm not saying you, but people think, you know, the way Saka came into it. The madman that's not playing for United. The way he came into it. You know, Pedri, Gavi yesterday. Great, brilliant players. Musiala, uh, Asu Fatty, if I haven't said that. And there's plenty more. A lot of people see the 10 or so, folding, the 10 or so footballers that are 16, 17, 18, that have just gone into the first team. And they think that's a rule versus the exception. You know, Paterno needs to be slow cooked. Physically, he's got to develop. His body's got to be able to deal with, obviously, he's just at the elementary stage of his career. You know, he's left 23's football. This is his first loan. He started well at Blackpool, nursing an injury. You hope he's back. You know, he's got to deal with the pace of the game, the physicality of the game, recovery of, you know, championship football at Blackpool. You're playing three games in 10 days, twice a week. And that, obviously, you need to be ready for that. And you need to show consistency. I do think Paterno, He's one, you know, along with Brooke, you're hoping that gaps can open in the next year or two years or so. Miguel is ease and things can happen. But it's 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 unrealistic, you know. Not everyone's going to do the Jack Wilshere thing as well. It's probably unrealistic to expect him to slot in straight away. Whatever you think about Xhaka, he's significantly experienced, learned at Gladbach, Basel, played for his country. Again, Charlie Patton always learning. And you saw in his, you know, he scored in his, in his debut technically in the cup. Obviously, I think he was kind of done dirty when he played against Nottingham Forest, but he's learning, man. Just let him develop a bit, see what he said. I think for him and Brooke, see what they're saying around 20, especially Brooke, obviously, with Cedric probably going to depart. I don't think Brooke is ready for first-team football at Arsenal Football Club, technically, or off the ball yet. But I think he's moving in the right direction and not just him. Obviously, what's going to go against Paterno and Aziz is you can't have everything in it. You know, at present, whether you think Paterno should be playing in Arsenal's midfield or not at this current moment in time, you've got a Belgium international in Lokonga. You've got a significantly experienced Swiss international in Granit Xhaka. You've got El Nene who, you know, he's going to, out of 10 games, he might give you fives or sixes. When you're chasing a Premier League title and you've got pressure like Mikel and every other Premier League manager has, you're probably going to bet on that versus throwing Paterno or anyone in there where out of 10 games, they might be 20 out of 10, 2 out of 10 etc as they're still learning and things like that and obviously Zinchenko's now coming to the mix Fabio Vieira can play as a left-sided eight we're talking about different profiles but Douglas Louise and things there's only so many bodies you have a great chance if you're a midfielder at Arsenal but also when you're a top six club or Premier League team being a midfielder is a bit of a shag you know for Brook he's a fullback you know, he, he didn't arrive at Arsenal as a fullback, but he's a fullback. Right now, he's even got Ben White and Tommy Asu ahead of him. And, you know, there's who knows? Arsenal might bring in a next, a next, uh, a next, a next fullback. And obviously, you've got Cedric, who, if he leaves, there's an issue. Um, there might be an issue presented if we bring in another winger. Bro, I'm banned on Twitch. I don't know why. Linton, either me or your or the mods must have blocked you. You must have been chatting some shit, man. I don't know what you did, man. But you're going to have to all that, man. But yeah, it is what it is. So just let them develop. Miguel Aziz as well. Marcelo Flores. Listen, all of these guys, they're not all going to make it. 
they're not all going to make it at Arsenal Football Club. That's a cold, harsh reality fans need to accept. Whether they're good enough or not, some people develop at different rates. Obviously, the dynamics of what Arsenal need to achieve immediately. Yes, we're doing this youth youth, youth, um, youth thing, but we see how it goes. So uh, you want as many first-team players to come through the academy or whatever as possible. If not, can we make peace? You know, I I, I hope Patino makes. I think he's got a good... I think him and Brooke and a couple of others got a good chance. I think you look at Miles, Skelly, Lewis and Ethan... Um, I can't never say his last name. Forgive me for mispronunciation, but Ethan Noari, I can't pronounce his name. Let them develop. They're 15, 16. I really do believe if everything happens to them, they could potentially play for Arsenal Football Club, but just leave them. You know, again, youth players don't have time and it's the same people that gas them are the same ones that kill them. If Joe Bloggs 16 plays for Arsenal tomorrow against, I don't know, North London Derby, man of the match, he's going to be praised. The next week, if he's shaky, they're going to be on to him. It's a bit like Balogun. Everyone's like, oh, Balogun needs to play. He's better than Eddie, this, that and the other. He played, he was out of his depth. He saw what happened. He went to Middlesbrough, didn't set the world alight, but there's experience. He took that experience and that allowed him to, you know, in his own little way, have a better loan spell at Reims, really and truly. You look at Smith Rowe, he wasn't fit, but he went to Leipzig, probably learned a lot. His second loan spell at Huddersfield was a lot better, people. You know, again, people really, in my opinion, underestimate how difficult it is to go from that youth football, you know, to first team. You know, because when you play these, these these young men, you sign up for results. Obviously, even people that are more ex significantly more experienced than them. Technically, international footballers in Smithrow, Saka, Martinelli, they're, you know, they're still developing. So what is it going to be there? And it's like my guy said here, same people screaming, get the youth in, scream he's not good enough and, and whatnot. And if fans want that, they need to be prepared to accept that Arsenal may not be doing what the other boys are doing, really. Again, you, you don't get time as a youth footballer. There's so many dynamics. I do think Mikel Arteta likes the academy and wants to push the academy, but I don't think he's on the Wenger thing in that you just play everyone. Unless you're them super ones, I don't think he's playing you, really. You know, you look at our, our depleted squad last year, a bunch of players travelled, no one played. Swanson, who I think he's left now, rightly so. Mikel Berev. Amari uh, Hutchinson's left permanently. Marcelo Flores has gone second division in Spain, as has Miguel Aziz. And there's plenty of others, people. So let them develop, let them do their thing. Minutes are currency, really and truly. Arthur Okonkou might be able, uh, beyond being second or third choice, I, I don't know if he's going to be the guy here. Waters, I don't know if he's going to make it here, but he's done what he could to get in Arteta's, you know, Arteta's thinking. You never know what could happen. Matt Smith, obviously, he's been clearly kept as a body and it's nice he's travelling and you hope he gets some minutes, but... And I really hope he makes it, but it probably looks bleak. We need to revamp midfield. I don't think he ties into what we're trying to do, really. And if I was him or his agent, personally, I would have pushed to leave Arsenal already to play first-team football. But you never know what could happen, you know. You never know. God forbid. But if there's any more injuries, you might have to see what he's saying. He's got from now till January to try somewhat convince Mikel Arteta that he could be utilised in this, people. So it is what it is. Not everybody can make it. As long as people can make it to the first team will be sold on, the academy is doing its job, people. Sorry, folks, just making a timestamp. Big up you lot, man. Really thought-provoking questions. Marcus Edward looks the real deal. Yo, DG, random question, but what's your thoughts on playing Tini left of a back three if and when Gabby needs a rest? You could, but I'd probably more want to see, you know, I'd probably, if we had to put a fullback there, I'd more want Tommy Asude, even though Tini could do that. Patino could be worlds in a couple of years. Just let the man develop, man. You know, just let the man develop. He looks like a quality prospect. He is a quality player and he's got a lovely mentality, but them labels are not going to help him. You know, bring back Patino right now for what? You're playing week in, week out in the championship for Blackpool. What are you going to do at Arsenal? You're not going to play week in, week out for Arsenal at this moment in time. Go and play. For me, what I like to see is, 
You know, obviously, if he does a madness for Blackpool or he plays poor, people are going to hear about it. But nobody's watching him week in, week out. You know, so you get out of the spotlight, really and truly. You know, one week you're the guy, next week you're not. As you've seen with a couple of these players, people really underestimate, in my opinion, just how flipping difficult it is to play first team football, let alone Premier League. More, to, you know, their technical ability is what's got them there. Speed of thought, all of these things is what they have to develop. And you have to go through the trials and tribulations. You know, again, some players are exceptions to the rule, but you can't be drawing conclusions on dons that have not played 20, 30 league appearances in any in any capacity. And if you are, you need to sign up for one week they're going to be lit, the next week they're not. And obviously, where you know, as much as I agree with that, and you know, I love youth football and stuff, when I remove that and I look at our short term goals, which is I don't care how you do it, getting to the Europa League final or winning the Champions League. These volatile young players might not be even able to help us. Even young, volatile players that, if we was to say our strongest eleven or who plays against Brentford, you know what is being said. Look how long Saka's gone on little goal droughts. Martinelli's had to finally got in the team. Smith rolls in and out. These are trials and tribulations of young players, people, that they go through. But I can't, you know, I can't blame you. They need time. And to be fair, they were, you know, they threw them in there. Couple man got thrown in at Brentford. You have to take your chances, but you're set up in poor conditions, really. I really embrace the idea of bringing our legend Arsene back to the club. So do I. But, you know, Arsene Wenger needs to get over Arsenal. And I just feel, while there's a lot of experience he could give to the team, I just feel they, they'll feel threatened by him. So I don't think, unless, unless it's an advisory role, I'll be very shocked. I would love for it to happen because, you know, we're talking about youth prospects. A lot of what Wenger, the principles Wenger installed to this club, definitely in the Emirates era, are coming, are, are coming to play, even down to the fact of you've got three former players. In fact, about four former players, all in top positions off the field, people. Obviously, Mikel is the gaffer. Edu's technical advisor. Jack Wilshere's bagged the under-18s. Romerta Saka is obviously youth head of youth development. But... He's probably too wounded and I think they'll feel threatened by him. There's a lot of times he could have saved us, you know, probably giving Aubameyang a new deal. He famously said, don't give Alexis and Ozil new deals. Maybe he could have been saved with the Pepe deal and et cetera, et cetera, really. So I would support bringing Bet Wenger back, but beyond being an, an advisor, I can't see it. And to be honest, if you're Mikel Arteta, it's a bit like if you're at United and you've got Salix Ferguson walking in and out the corridors. You know, you're on the best of days. You mentioned, but you've mentioned United. You mentioned Salix. You think of Arsenal. Or you think of Arsene Wenger. For someone that wants to implement their role, and we want to move past Arsene Wenger and get Arsenal back to where they want, with him constantly being there, it's a constant reminder. And I wouldn't say it's undermining Mikel Arteta, but when you've got that larger than life symbolic man of Arsenal, let alone football, there, and you're really harshly a rookie manager, same way with Edu. Crazy. Do I think our, our Arsene Wenger has skills he could lend towards Arteta? And definitely, I do 100%. But yeah, I don't know if it's practical beyond being an, an advisor. I think there's a lot of advisory role better yet. I think there's a lot of thing, a lot of positives and a lot of potential negatives that could, could come into play with that really and truly. 48 likes, people. Great start. Can we keep running that one there up? Twitch gang, you're doing amazing. Don't forget, people. It's watch along business at 7.45. We're watching City versus Dortmund across Twitch and YouTube. We're playing Football Manager on Twitch at 4.30. Um, so, yeah, big up you, Lowell. See you saying subscribe with Amazon Prime for free to support the guy for extra content. Follow on Twitch. Can't risk Partey against Brentford. No chance, especially with the North London derby next. I mean, if he's fit, he should play in it because you want to shake out some cobwebs going into the North London derby. But you're right. You know, you can't be little Brentford. We got smacked against them last year. Ivan Tony's in great form. You know, Ivan, you know, you saw in the all or nothing doc. Ivan Tony's comment motivated us. He sent for us. So there's a lot of to and from there, really. 
Just wish there was other players, really. Do you think in some years Henri will be the next gaffer DG? Well, if anything, it'd probably be Patrick Vieira, really. Henri showing no willingness to get back in the managerial game at this moment in time. Obviously, bro, this is you're fully right. This is why I think the likes of Bellingham and Sancho benefited from being out of the spotlight in Germany. Players are humans, have a lot to adapt and learn at different rates. Exactly, you know. No, I know, obviously, it's freedom within a framework. No one's career is linear like that. Even someone like Saka has been met with adversity. You know, some players are going to start well and not really thrive. Other players are going to take a bit longer, as you see. You know, I wouldn't... I don't think Eddie and Ketty is the best example, but Saka come on the scene immediately. You know, it took Smith Rowe a bit of a while. You know, he was there with Joe and Eddie and these young players that were in and around. Eddie, towards the tail end of last season, finally started showing some greater consistency levels. Smith Rowe went Huddlesfield and came back a much better player. Saka, you know, he just hit it off. But that's an exception versus the rule, really and truly. I hope it works for all of them, man. You know, in many ways, your academy should be reflected in not just who's progressed through the first team, but also players that have cut out careers for themselves elsewhere. And there's a couple of them floated, dotted around the Arsenal football or former Arsenal players, if you get the point. To stay up to date with DG and when he goes live, follow him on Twitter. Amen. Shout out the Nightbot, man. Need a statue for Arsenal or ASAP. Needs his flowers. Arsene and amen. Done his bit for the club, man. Done his bit. People do need to lay off FIFA, man. They do, man. I hope we get a centre mid and send Sambi on loan. Patience is wearing thin. For me, centre mids. The mid Man United game proved we're not certy in midfield. It was screaming for a baller centre mid. Sambi's not bad, but not it for now. I hear that. Big up Danny as well in the cup. Pardon me. So, yeah, man. I mean, and this is where I can only judge accordingly. Whether you try to get a midfielder in, it's irrelevant. I don't, you know... Arteta, Edu, Kronke, everybody shares the W's, everybody shares the L's. I can't blame the players for, for, for bringing in players. That's not their job. There's no midfielders. We tried. We're trying to do things in January. That's all great. And I do take encouragement with that. But your season could either be on the, could be finished or positive right now. And again, it's sometimes it's not when it's at your best. It's your team at its worst, really. When certain players are not hitting it, when certain players are injured, can you get results? And I just feel the one thing with Arsenal on and off the field you know, much like against United, you know, we need too many things. Everything has to go right. There can't be a single spanner in the works, really. And any time a single plan in life, let alone football, is like that, you're signing up for certain. You, you kind of sealed your fate, essentially. Is it naivety? Probably. You know, I don't really have patience for Arteta and Edu in that regards because you've been here long enough now. You've seen it. You've got personal relations as players, um, to personal relate relatable experience as players to know why depth is key. You knew the season that was going to come. You know, we've known about this Winter World Cup for a while, so going to have to deal with it. The same people that want Smith Rowe gone will be the same people that scream at the club for selling him if he improves elsewhere. What do you think of Nelson keep or sell? I mean, if 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 anyone could be given a clean run for me, I'd love for it to be Nelson. But you know, it's probably for him. He probably needs to leave, go develop elsewhere, and do his thing and try and stay fit. DG thoughts on Gab's form. He seems a lot more rash this season. Disagree personally. I think he's been good this season. You know, shit against United because of that mistake. Obviously, the full and brain fart. He needs to pattern that bozo gene. But prior to that, he's been quite good. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit harsher on Gabriel now because I'm not saying you need to be perfect. Them lapses in concentration from you and Ramsdale and Ben White and everyone needs to, it needs to be less frequent. But I think a lot is being made of that, really. Morning, DG. Haven't enjoyed a Spurs game like last night in a long time. Amen. And Henri's commentary made it even better, people, if I'm completely honest with you. 
So, yeah, man, interesting opinions, man. Feel no sort of way about getting them in. Again, while I like to go through headlines and the rest of it, people, it's you lot that make the platform. So, yeah, with that being said, let's start looking at some of, of the things that are going on in, in the world, really. It is news. news. Let's wait till, yep, 2850. That is perfect for me, mate. That is perfect. So where do we start? Pad police look away now, really and truly. Green and even shared. We're going to circle back over this, but as you've probably seen, again, I think it's over there. Martinelli, Saliba, Sacco were trying to move closer to getting them to sign new deals. Martinelli's contracted until 2024, allegedly with improved terms for progress he has shown under Arteta. Renewing contracts, keeping a core of the squad together is just important as bringing in new additions as well. A hundred percent, really and truly. Arsenal have made a signing, though. Gio. Quinn Ross, Gio Quinn Ross, apparently Arsenal signed Brazil winger from Barcelona and then loaned to Everton. So, yeah, big up the Arsenal ladies. You know, she was at Barcelona but did not play for the first team, made 13 appearances for their B-side. We have signed this individual from Barcelona and then we've loaned her out to fellow women's Super League club Everton for the remainder of the season. So, hopefully the Brazilian international who has got seven goals in 26 appearances for the Spanish club, who was when she was on loan at Levante, I believe, can do her thing. Um, she has said on joining Arsenal, and to be honest, the more Brazilians, the better, really and truly, you know. Hopefully, Gab Jesus, who's done quite well with the Brazilian contingent off the field, you know, Gab Jesus, Marquinhos, every Portuguese speaker at this club, between the men's and the women's sides, you know, they can help each other out, really. She said, I'm very excited. I know Arsenal is a great club. It's one of the best clubs in Europe. All of the players here are very competitive and have a lot of experience. So I'm excited to learn from them and develop. Arsenal is a club that belongs at the top and with hard work, we can we can make sure we are there. Amen. Uh, Jonas has said, we'll closely monitor her development during her season with Everton. We're delighted to have completed this transfer. Gio is an exciting prospect and we believe she has great potential. She was born in Brazil, but has lived in Spain and America meaning she's eligible for the free nations at international level. Hopefully that meant there was no issues with a work permit. She's been capped 12 times for Brazil and won the Copa America this year. So, yeah, welcome. Best of luck at Everton. Hopefully next year the managers think you're good enough to do your thing. He's been linked with... Kudus has been linked with Liverpool and Everton today, man. And, you know, he can play appearances for his two clubs he's got you know 30 odd 40 odd Eredivisie caps you know we need to see greater consistency and things like that but he's off to the right the right the right mode really and Ajax as, as we discussed they will sell to the highest bidder so uh, it is what it is we'll have to see but where Mudrick where Kudos where Marcus Edwards where any decent young winger in Europa League Conference Champions League any of the top five leagues are playing, obviously we're going to be looking and identifying and hopefully Arteta and Edu, when the market closed, we began the work to either confirming a centre mid slash winger in January or next summer. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see how that one there develops, people. Um, as you know, Arsenal's game, Premier League clash with Manchester City has been postponed. UEFA has rearranged our PSV Europa League tie for the 20th of October, people. Um, and obviously a new date, for Man City, Arsenal will be announced in due course. Um, the next, the rescheduled PSV game will kick off on October the 20th at 6pm, folks, meaning the Premier League game with City has been cancelled. It was originally scheduled for the previous night, which would have been October the 19th, but a new date will now have to be found after the Premier League agreed to postpone it, people. Rather kind of you lot. Um, obviously, PSV game was denied due to a lack of policing because of the Queen's death. UEFA said UEFA today announced that, you, that UEFA Europa League 
tie between Arsenal and PSV Eindhoven, originally scheduled to be played on Thursday the 15th of September, will now be played on Thursday the 20th of October at 7pm, which works out at 6pm UK time. The rescheduling of this match was possible after the decision of the Premier League to postpone the domestic match between Arsenal and City, which again was on the 19th of October. UEFA would like to thank the Premier League and clubs concerned for their flexibility and cooperation in rescheduling of the UEFA Europa League match, which had been postponed due to the impossibility for local police forces to guarantee its secure staging people. The Premier League said the Premier League has agreed with UEFA to postpone Arsenal's Premier League match with City, um, obviously to allow us to play PSV. So yeah, it is what it is, people. In that regards, and I know there were some concerns with some fans. Oh, we'd have to forfeit the game. That was never happening. Obviously, Arsenal have officially confirmed on the website as well that it's been rescheduled and things like that. Don't know if some of you were here or in the know, but obviously, you know, our game against Brentford on Sunday, I'll be doing a watch along. It's been moved ahead two hours from 2 p.m. to 12 a 12 p.m. people noon. I almost said a.m. No, it wouldn't be that. From 2 p.m. to 12 p.m. noon UK time. I'll be live from 11 a.m on Sunday for that. So, yeah, man, I don't know if you knew about that. And Arsenal versus Brighton has been confirmed as the WSL opener. So, our women's team are going to kick off their campaign against Brighton, people. Um, the match was previously scheduled for Monday, September the 19th, and it will be postponed all into this. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, this is about the City game as well. You know, our women's team as well has also seen a City game postponed. Our Wolves, our Wolves fixture's also been moved as well, people. If you read between the fine lines, um, there has been a change to the original scheduled kickoff time for Wolves versus Arsenal on the 12th of November, as the game has been chosen for live coverage on Sky Sports. Instead of a 3 p.m. start, it will now take place at 7.45 people. So, yeah, things are changing. Arsenal's next fixtures, Brentford away, short international break, Tottenham at home, Glint at home, Liverpool at home, Glint away, Leeds away. So, in the Premier League, Brentford away, Leeds away, Liverpool at home and a North London derby. The games don't get any easier. It's time to stand up to be counted people so it is what it is bad news if you're hoping that Pablo Marie keeps it moving you know because Monza looks set to be fighting relegation early on and they've sat their gaffer as you know uh, Pablo Marie's contracted until 2024 they have an obligation to buy him but only if they stay in Serie A AS Monza announces that it has relieved Giovanni Stropper from the position of coach of the first team the Club thanks the coach for the journey made together, culminating in the conquest of a historic promotion to Serie A, wishing him the best successes for the future. So yeah, it's not going from it's not going well for AS AC Monza, and consequently Marie, which directly affects us people. So yeah, it is what it is. We already spoke about Kudus, Mohamed Kudus, and we already spoke about Marcus Edwards. As I said, Kudus, who a lot of Arsenal fans want, he's on Everton's radar. I do think we've got to let the man develop a bit. A lot of conclusions are being drawn off a couple of games. You know, need to see the output. Even Musa Diaby scored yesterday. I know some Arsenal fans were hot on that tell. Smash the like button, people. He's desperate. Journalist. This is Zinchenko. According to Dean Jones, Zinchenko wants to be deployed in midfield for Arsenal going forward. I think he wants to play midfield, but I think he's just happy to be playing games. You weren't necessarily going to start week in, week out at left back or at centre mid at City. And that might not be a guarantee at Arsenal as it shouldn't be, but you're more likely to do that here, people. He's desperate for the opportunity to play there. I hope we try it with Tierney going back to left back. We know that in his latter days at City, he was pushing for a midfield road permanently and just wasn't going to get it. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, I just think you're happy to play. Apparently, Romano has provided an update on contract talks for the Arsenal trio. 
Uh, a new contract for Saka remains a priority for Arsenal, while Gabby Martinelli and William Saliba are also on the club's list of new deals, people. Scrolling all the way down. Talks have been ongoing between Arsenal and Saka since February. He's happy at the club and loves Arsenal. This is why Arteta is optimistic. For Arsenal, it is a priority. We will see the timing in the coming months. Martinelli is another player on the list for contract extensions and Saliba too. Nothing completed yet, as it says there with Fabrizio Romano. However... Well, obviously, Arsenal were confident they escaped forfeit in that game against PSV because it is going ahead. Apparently, Steve Clark has, has said something on Kieran Tierney. He said, I think Arsenal will trust us to treat their player properly as we do with everyone. Yeah, because the last time he went off to play for Scotland was great. We tried to treat them all correctly. Listen, my job is to win matches. If I need my best players on the pitch for all three games, that's what I have to do. That's fair play. We have to use them as we see fit to get the best out of the players. Obviously, we are not going to try to injure a player or do anything that's crazy. If a player is not capable of playing three 90 minutes, we would manage the minutes and still utilise them as much as we could. And to be fair, Tierney could do with getting the ring rust out. But, you know, with Tierney, Tommy Ass, party you're always scared with them uh again Graham Bailey this was the initial report I saw in relation to Martinelli Saliba and Saka new deals Arsenal pushing to agree new deals for Bakayo Saka Gabriel Martinelli and William Saliba um as we said there the talented trio are all out of contract in 2024 meaning their deals have less than two years to run pardon me apparently Real Madrid and Man City are among the sides monitoring Saka which Arsenal and the player are aware of but there's a growing confidence that fresh terms will be signed before the new year as for Saliba uh, 90 minute revealed last month that negotiations were underway to prolong his stay at Arsenal following a successful couple of seasons on loan in his native France obviously had a great time at Marseille and he can, he, he, he's flourishing in relation to Martinelli once again it contains an option to extend but Arsenal are keen to reward the Brazilian with improved terms for the progress he has shown under Arteta who is anxious for all three deals to be concluded as quickly as possible sources have confirmed to 90 minute that the director of football Edu believes all three deals are on the right track with the Gunners hopeful that all three will have put pen to paper by January hopefully they could sign new deals we can get a centre mid in and maybe just a winger as well man in January don't know what this is but obviously Smith Rowe is going to be left speechless by a call by the national team gaffer um, what's this all about I think this is in relation to Zinchenko wanting to play in midfield again I think they will have no problems with using Zinchenko in that position. He's desperate for the opportunity to play there. We know that in his latter days at City, he was pushing for a midfield role permanently and he just wasn't going to get it. He's a perfectionist, a really demanding boy. I know him so well. And after that, he brings qualities that we didn't have in the squad, said Arteta. He gives us a different option to play with the role in different spaces. And I'm really happy to have him as we all are, really. And truly, people, please stop spamming. It's not going to get things read. David Dean says the Cronkies have steadied the ship at, at Arsenal after 15 years of blunders. I'm not too sure on that, but, you know, Arsenal man David Dean, you can come back. He said they made mistakes, no doubt. Bad mistakes over years in the transfer market and how they ran the club. But the good news is that it's 15 years since I left and they now appear to be on an upward trajectory. The, 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 the ship has been stabilised. Um, we'll have to see, man. We'll have to really see. I don't know about any any of that, people. Arteta said on them in Jan in, in, in the summer, sorry, they're on it. They want to take this club to a completely different level. They have the ambition and it's clear there is so much evidence they're, they're giving us all the support we need in order to do that. So you've got all the support. So it's purely on Arteta and they do if any issues are in this in terms of squad depth and anything else. As I said, I don't think I can blame Cronkies for the last this year and next year, this year and last year, sorry. Again, 
Arteta and Edu have a free role at the club really to operate within a framework. It's their job to make sure we get top four and then better things develop the players and make sure the squad has enough depth to cope with the games, the injuries and the un uncharted areas that this World Cup season is going to face. Any injuries or any issues with squad depth, I don't have sympathy for Arteta and Edu because you lot are in charge of the technical front. So we'll have to see. And it's clear there's so much evidence. They're giving us all the support we need in order to do that. So it's great to see as well now that there's a little bit of a change in that talk. And even our supporters and everyone around the world is talking very differently about what is happening here, says the, said the gaffer. Apparently, Sky Reporter makes exciting transfer claim about dangerous star Arsenal wanted. I think Amir Mir is gassing up the headline. But apparently, they've claimed that in concours to leave i'll be live six next summer and that was probably expected he stays he keeps developing there does well in a world cup year and he's sold on i mean he can play in a bunch of roles and there is a future for him at arsenal with gabriel jesus but i don't see us spending 60 70 80 100 million whatever Leipzig look to set to arts for the for the for the french international on top of addressing a winger and all of these areas so I'm not too sure I believe that. I think that's just trying to get clicks still. Liverpool may launch January swap deal bid to snatch 34 million Arsenal transfer target. Who knows? And even on that as well, people. I think, I, where is it? Let me go in my Twitter DMs. Because there was something else as well. But we'll get on to that in a sec. We've heard before that Liverpool may use look to use Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain as a mate weight to convince Aston Villa to give to give them Douglas Luiz. Both Liverpool and Arsenal are in the market for midf midfielders. Well, Liverpool got Arthur Mello. We didn't get anything. Um, I can't blame Liverpool, Roma or AC Milan for all being linked with Douglas Luiz. Hopefully we get him, Danilo, Telemans or whoever else is linked. Big up C. As she has said, shout out the YouTube members. Let's make sure we're hitting the likes. Not at 100 yet. You lot are disappointed. Unexpected high bills due if you ain't hit that. Mendes is trying to find a new club for angry world-class winger. Arsenal eye cut price deal now for, his, for the fact that his contract's running down. Um, for the fact that we've worked with Madrid and with the agent Mendes. We're obviously going to get linked with Asensio. Again, Asensio, if he can get over his injuries, he's a good player, can play in a bunch of roles as well as out wide, can can provide experience like Zinchenko, Wodegaard and Jesus to this squad. I don't know if he's going to stay fit. I don't know if he's a top target. And the wages, he's going he's gonna to want to be near the top bracket of earners. He's 26. He has to look for a good contract in terms of length of the deal and finances. Good player, but I just think there's many variables. Us and AC Milan and actually United are always linked with Asensio and obviously Arteta is Spanish like, like, like him, so... There's obvious things, and I'm sure Sobias can put in a good word for us if that was the case, but I don't really buy that at all, people. Fixture chaos for United, Liverpool, Arsenal and Chelsea, where they can fit postponed games in before the World Cup. Scrolling just to, is there anything with Arsenal? Just want to see Arsenal stuff, Arsenal options. Arsenal might look to squeeze a rearranged game in as early as Tuesday, the, uh, Tuesday October the 4th, straight after the international break. They play Tottenham in the North London derby on the previous Saturday, then host Glint in the Europa League on Thursday. While they do play this weekend, their schedule is complicated by the fact that they have to find room for another European game, which will also involve coordinating with the Dutch League to find opportunities to play PSV. Now, we've obviously seen that develop in the last couple of hours, people. So I think that one can be forgotten about. Apparently, Arsene Wenger's backed us for the title. He said there's no weakness. I'm not too sure on that, big man. Big up Father Wenger, but I'm not too sure. But we are top of the league and remain there, you know, remain there for a couple of weeks, um, an extra week or so, uh, well, at least until Sunday, provided we can beat Brentford. 
I would say they're moving in the right direction. I honestly think there's no weakness, weak position in the team. Man, midfield, hard, midfield, big man. They're young, promising players and they brought well this year. There's no completely dominating team this season and Arsenal have the chance with the potential that they're in. Like the fact that they can fight for the title and hopefully they can do it. I mean, hope, man. Hope, 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 hope. And again, the wounds are still fresh with Wenger. I haven't been there since 2018. After 22 years as a manager, maybe I arrived at the end of the road and people wanted a change. The club had chosen a, diff a different direction and I can understand that completely. Sometimes you need to have a completely new staff and my presence there could have been a problem. So that kind of ties into the debate we had about Wenger returning in some sort of role. So I stayed away completely to give the club the chance to rebuild a new connection with a new manager. That's why I never talked about Arsenal, never came back to the Emirates because I didn't want to be a presence that is maybe not good for the club. You'll always be good for this club, mate. You can't mention Arsenal and not mention Wenger. You're not bigger than Arsenal, but we're bigger because of you. And a lot of the fruits of your labour are there at play right now. Come back, father, even to watch a game. I still feel that my life is definitely linked with Arsenal. So I support them from my TV and I'm also very busy travelling the world for FIFA. Even above the trophies, the most important thing you generate at this club is, is its values. And on that front, David and I were on the same wavelength. I looked from a distance of time and we both left the club in good shape. We were the first to build a new training centre, the first to build a new stadium and the first to pay back the debt. When I arrived in the Premier League, all the ownership was English. Today, we have 58 American people who own football clubs in Europe. You wouldn't have believed that 25 years ago. European football is now in the hands of American people who back then didn't even know the rules. Football has changed. It has now become a worldwide interest and the Premier League is the place where you have the biggest love for football and also economic power. They have created a world brand that makes everyone want to come to England, but there is a threat because the other countries will not remain silent and clubs will respond. This summer, the net spending on transfers in England was $1.4 The rest of the other... Big, the other four big leagues was less than 200 million. The difference in financial power is absolutely huge. True. Obviously, you know, Spurs lost yesterday, which is great. Hopefully they join us in Europa League. And you saw this picture between Serge Gnabry and, and Hector Bellerin. Gnabry looks as baffled as I am as our Barcelona. You know, Bellerin eventually got his move back to Barca. Wish we just sold him when he was when he was when they tried to buy him for 20, 30 million quid, man, rather than tearing up deals and the rest of it, people. But sometimes that's how life goes, eh? That is how life goes. So it is what it is in that regard. What else is there? Obviously, loan spells are testing. Omar Rekic, you you know, played for Tunisia and that he's not had a good loan spell at Sparta at Rotterdam. He's played just 12 minutes, people. Um and it's not working out, you know, so we're going to probably have to revisit his situation. Really, he's not really making progress, but a lot could change. Nelson won't start in straight away. Once again, City and Real Madrid are monitoring Saka, as everyone in Europe is going to do for every young player that's contracts running down until they sign a new one, people. Um, Bellerin did everything possible for Batiste, um, to, to, for Real Batiste from Arsenal this summer before he moved to Barcelona, allegedly. He had forged a great relationship with both the club and fans and even tried to do everything possible to make a deal financially viable for Petit and their stricken finances. And he signed a one-year deal at Barca. He might just rock up there next season. So, yeah, Jesus didn't get called up for Brazil, but he'll be back, won't he, people? Make sure you set your reminders on such as well, people. So it is what it is in that regard. Once again, where Arsenal are concerned, nothing there. Um, and again, oh, gosh, that is not it. 
chat is not it. You can see me downloading, down, trying to download files of my old ranch stream with Matisse to cut up clips for you lot. Um, I actually need this, you know, because I've, I've been having to convert MP4 files and find somewhere I can actually download Twitch files, people. But this Ekrim Kuno guy who seems to always be talking about Arsenal. Arsenal will try to sign Yuri Telemans in January. Mikel Arteta wants the Belgian player. I mean, whether the ideal world would be, you know, him, Douglas, uh, Douglas Louise and Danilo, or ideally Telemans and Douglas Louise for a cut price. I don't think Telemans, his club, Leicester, in a position to ask for 25 million, but they might run down his deal. So hopefully... Whether it's Douglas Luiz, Danilo, Douglas Luiz, Danilo, Telemans, whoever is linked in this midfield role, just make sure come the end of January, you have a midfielder. I mean, Leroy Sane had a good game. I think the only thing that I would say for Leroy Sane, I don't know for that temper tantrum, I do think when he turns it on, he plays some neat passes. Obviously, he's got two and two in the champs and he was disappointed, rightly so, to be subbed. I think over 90 minutes, he's passing over five yards. He's playing tight spaces in comparison to the rest of the Dortmund players. And just in general, I saw that City isn't, isn't good enough. If Sane ever wants to leave Bayern Munich and Arsenal ever had a chance, I'm, I'm bringing him to the carpet. But I think that one's one where we always say the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately, people. So, yeah, any talking points you've got, bring them in. But... Where Arsenal are concerned, people that firmly sorts it out, man. The most exciting thing is obviously we've we've got a date for the PSV game, and that's about it, really and truly. And the City game's been rearranged. But apart from that, it's a bit of a myth, ain't it, people? So yeah, man. And you know what? I'm gonna add salt to the wounds, people. You know, Liverpool or City could have had Liverpool or um, or Arsenal could have had Ireland. Obviously, everyone probably looked Liverpool or Arsenal could have got him. Scouts say some clubs got it all wrong over Haaland. I would have got it wrong at the under 20s World Cup. He looked lit, but I thought it might be a case of a flat track bully. I would have signed Latoro Martinez. I probably would have signed Haaland, but I didn't see that potential. I can tell you about Mbappe and that. I saw it there. I didn't see it necessarily in Haaland because I remember him. I think Norway beat Tahiti like 9-0. In fact, that was a good competition. Millier, who's now playing for Leeds, was there, still has them errors in his game. Uh, Liverpool and Arsenal were among the clubs scouting Haaland as a young player and could have signed him. What was said specifically? They, the English scouts, looked at him as a target man because he was so big. I kept telling them he's not a target man. If you're going to judge him that way, you're going to be disappointed. True. I was thinking to myself, am I the guy who is getting it wrong? But there's always been this perception with some English clubs that strikers need to look a certain way. When they were seeing a big striker like Erling, they were seeing him as a as a target man. I never saw him as a target man, you know. He never looked like that because he didn't just play with his back to go with that same run in the channels he makes and that run off the ball when he gets in acceleration i saw that on the 20s level liverpool could have got him arsenal could have got him everyone was there to watch him but these clubs were seeing a number nine who was tall and broad always oh, going to be a target man i couldn't for the life of me see why they had narrowed him down that way i didn't like him with his back towards the goal neither do i at the time he couldn't really head the ball i liked when he turned around chased into pockets ran between the lines as i just said his movement in the box. He didn't want to hold the ball up. He just wanted to turn and go. There'll be a lot of clubs kicking themselves because we can all see what he's good at. Yep. I just hope in a couple of years we sign either Tell Money, you know, or he's at Matthias Tell, or, or you know, Kareem Adinyemi over there at Dortmund. I hope Kareem plays today. Ironically, I haven't been following his progress since he signed for Dortmund. But where that's concerned, that seems to be anything close to transfer news, people. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, and he's always been more comfortable in wide zones, especially on the left. Unstoppable at City in 17, 18 in 1v1s. Much more technically inconsistent in tight central pockets. We just need Savic in January. You know it. I know it. We're not grabbing him. 
needs Zaha. He could be another one available at a cut price, but I don't I don't think Arsenal are going to go for him. Wenger does look a lot more healthier since leaving Arsenal. That will do that will do for you people. Looks like Wenger learnt from Fergie's Fergie's mistakes. You say that, but I think he didn't really because. I mean, Ferguson wanted to retire in, in 02 and a couple of times, really, and truly, and it didn't happen. But obviously, Ferguson lived and breathed football. But, you know, Wenger was just football. Obviously, Ferguson had had horses and things like that. And he left on the right note, really, at United. Obviously, the Zahars, the Depays, or whoever he brought in them times, and Smalling and Jones, it didn't work. But he left at the right time. He left while he's ahead. Wenger probably should have went when we won in 2014 or definitely what what year was it where Murta Saka Holding and, and Monreal we won the FA Cup against Chelsea again they played well against Douglas Costa Douglas uh, yeah D Diego Costa sorry probably should have quit there you know obviously let's be honest as much as I'm a Wenger fan you know he was it's like my football manager saves you never want to stop playing when you're ahead in I think Arsene Wenger couldn't separate Arsenal from Arsene a lot of the time and there obviously was a luxury as much as he's emotionally attached to it you know won titles for us had to be an accountant a scout you know had to use himself as a guarantee at the club had to pay off debt he's done a lot but I do think he leveraged that because he knows if certain things he did at Arsenal you know, when he always tells us Madrid wanted me, that club wanted me, this club wanted me, they could have sacked you for less, really. You know, I think Wenger, I don't like to say overstayed his welcome and things, but the same rope you climb up on in life is the same rope you hang off, you, you, they, they try hang you from. So uh, you could say that, but yeah, look at now, Ferguson, obviously every now and again, they bring Grandad to to to, uh, to Old Trafford and embarrass, embarrass themselves in front of him, but he's got other interests. Wenger's still in football, he's still working for FIFA and that, and for a long time, a lot of fans thought, you know, international management or them sort of jobs there, which isn't international management, they were for you, really. So I agree, but also disagree. So now we should go for every developing kid out there. Find experience first. You've got a lot of young lads who need to learn from someone. We need to... Re no, no, I don't know about resigning Laka. Same with Saka, who people have been very critical of, was the standard bearer in the tap foot. He was very young with even more room to develop. Hey, this is now the new Hulk Plus show and levels. Big up TW and the YouTube members. Wolves versus Arsenal looking like Portugal, Brazil. Can't, yeah, cancel the game till pre-season. I'm not trying to see Harlan neither. Am I, man? Because you know when we have to box City, somehow Cedric has to play, boy. It's long. It's really long. Edwards to Arsenal, indeed. Then... Then tomorrow we see another guy and say the same thing. Hey, Amen. Big up the JA Tugs locked in, man. The dream is free. The host was sold separately. Arsene Wenger wasn't able to adapt to modern football signings like Mustafi. How did that how did that make sense? To be fair, he didn't want Mustafi. Adiemi's been injured. Don't think he'll play tonight. That's unfortunate. Would have been a good send-off in 2017. Again, you need to leave when the game leaves you. You know, again, look at someone like look at someone like Phil Folden. Obviously, retirement is a long way away. But he's what in his early 20s, he's won a bunch of things at City, gonna win a bunch of things. You know, who knows? Maybe one day Real Madrid or Barcelona or any other sporting opportunity comes available to you that you might say no to. You know, and the club the fans will admire you when you're in your mid-20s and you reject that, but they're not gonna show you the same loyalty when you're 35. You want a two-year deal, they only want to give you one, they'll give you a little, and that's it. Look at look at Totti with Roma. I don't even know if he's gone back to it. So this is why you should always. Do what you want to do, really. It's like Thierry Henry, you know, you shouldn't reject Barcelona just because we wanted you to stay. It broke my heart. But once you turn 35 and so, you're just going to get a, it is what it is sort of thing. You should always, in my opinion, always look to leave while you're ahead, really. 
I got nothing but respect for Uncle Wenger, but he definitely should have retired sooner. I remember when Pep was twerking for Arsenal, then Wenger extended his contract and Pep ended up at Bayern. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, we never know how too cool Pep or Klopp would have worked. I think they probably would have all been doomed to fail. Pep is not going to get the money. Maybe Klopp would have thrived a bit because he works in less conditions. But them times there, the Cronkies weren't doing what they're doing with Arteta at this moment in time. But, you know... All three of them have won the Champions League. You know, two of them at new clubs with, with Klopp and Tuchel. Whether it worked out or not, I do think we missed the boat trying to get one of them managers of tomorrow sort of thing. I 100% agree with you, really. You know, Pep would have been a match made in heaven. I don't know if it would have worked. Or you're not going to get City Group. You're not going to get the money and things like that. You know, a common theme when we're linked with new managers, especially when we're linked with Carlo, with Luis Enrique, with them household names. The reports were saying the same thing. Once Arsenal called, they picked up the phone, they listened, they were on it. Once you start moving away from the prestige of the club and how wavy it would be to manage the club and you get down to the nuts and bolts, you look at the playing squad, you look at the money available and you look at the quest that Arsenal want to go on, it's a myth, really. It's not worth damaging your reputation for what, really? So, yeah, man, it is what it is. Yeah, Totty got done dirty, but his wife's been freeing it up for years to Nick. Ah. Thing that upsets me about Wenger is now the Kronkes are backing us. It's not like we changed owners. They just snaked him. Amen. I think if we had Wenger, we we avoid several incidences, man. I think Gwendozi's still at the club. I would have loved to have seen a couple of these players under Wenger. I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to have seen Odegaard, Bukayo, a couple of players under under him. I think we don't sign Pepe. I think Aubameyang probably doesn't get that new deal. Um, several things don't happen, in my opinion. Wenger made a lot of mistakes, but yeah. It is what it is in that regards. Great talking points, man, people. You are in top form as you usually are. Appreciative to you lot locked in, people. 118 likes. You lot doing the Lord's work, people. Thank you very much. Why didn't we get Ancelotti? Because based on the reports, them times, once again, once it got down to what you want me to achieve, what's available, and looking at the playing squad, it's not worth it because I'm the one that's going to get attacked, really and truly. It didn't make sense. So hopefully Arteta, obviously Arteta's got a long way to go before he can ever be mentioned in the same bracket of what Tuchel's achieved in the game, Klopp, Pep, you know, uh, and all the others. But hopefully this thing works, man. I, I back Arteta all the way, but I'm an Arsenal fan. I think there's a lot of positives. I think there's a lot of negatives um, with him and, and Edu, really. I personally think if it goes down the toilet, I think Edu will leave before Mikel Arteta, personally. But what do I know? Just a fan with an opinion, man. And his scouting was next level. He just didn't get backed. And I do think Wenger's problem was he was too loyalty to some players that didn't deserve it and weren't good enough, really and truly. And and obviously, you know, as much as I, I fuck with Wenger, didn't adapt to the modern game to the level that you needed to. Really. The same way, you know, he lived by it and he died by it. He was that guy. You know, the very same premise he came into football that saw him do his thing in Japan, come into the Premier League, revolutionise the game, saying no uh, saying no catch-up and all of these sort of things. He didn't show that same adaptability towards the end of his tenure. And that led to his... That played its own little part in his demise, man. Man said, Saka going real and lucky, lads. I, we don't mind, man. Our star boys are on crowd. Big up yourself, man. Could be worse. He could, you know, he could be out there in Germany, man, accounting pre assists. 1v1 demons and that. I hear it. Yeah, I did see Todd Burhey's comments. And if I'm completely sure, I've done a video where, I, unfortunately, I just went through the net. I just done a quick vid um, earlier today where I went through all the latest headlines. Then, obviously, Mendy's staff, 
Todd Berhe's stuff. I'm pretty sure it should be out. I'm pretty sure it was scheduled to to go out now. Let me actually make sure. Let's actually see. Yeah, they have. And I did a review of the Halen documentary as well. Yeah, you have that. As you can see, I've just dropped the link in the in the chat. You look, need to start watching the Halen doc if you can. Arsenal owes Wenger an unpayable debt, but towards... No, they don't. Arsenal owes Wenger nothing. It, it was a... <laughs> I ain't counting no pre-assist leave that to proper Chelsea. Big up Fraser. Arsenal don't owe... Nobody owes anyone anything. It's business, you know. Wenger had a good position at Arsenal. As much as Arsenal had a good manager, you don't owe him anything. We owe him paying homage. We owe him for the, the fruits of his labour. We owe him a statue, in my opinion. Maybe even an advisory role, but I don't think we owe him anything, man. He bet on some of these duds. Wenger's biggest kick, gift and curse for me was, was his loyalty to players. When you've got Omri, you've got Vieira, you've got players that might not even be that good, but of that ilk, great stuff. But historically under his tenure, there's players that knew Wenger was going to get a lot of heat. Other players were going to get scapegoated and they hid. Hudson Adoy slander for Noria. The shoe fits, wear it, man. You come for Saka, the safety's off. Big up Hudson Adoy, man. Certain man trying to cut their hair and go level one and still ain't scored and that is bracy out here. Gabriel, you outscored him last season. Show show him how to score nine. I just saw big up Fraser, man. I just saw Saka, not even Saka slander, but I thought, you know what? We need to take the safety off the machine. Did you see Burhi's comment? Yeah, I did see it, man. And it could be good, but I don't know if it's workable. Imagine your players getting injured in that. And it's just going to be a money spin. This North versus South game is going to be played somewhere else. You know, we're going to get into a world and football is global, but I don't think these figureheads, not necessarily Burhi, but the owners and the higher powers of football, they don't want to bring the, the game around all the world to, to show football fans, you know, how to meet their local stars at their doorstep. Bro, they're going to, they just want it because it's peace. They know football is a unique place where you can keep up in price. Man, are going to still pay. We're going to be in a day and age where you might even see Arsenal versus Tottenham in Egypt and El Clasico in, in wherever. We're going to get there soon. Would be lit to do that. It would be still the All-Star Games. In principle, I'm for it, really. I don't think it's the worst of ideas. 200, 121 likes. People keep running that up. Appreciative to you lot tuned in. It would be lit, but... It's probably naive to, you know, I don't know how it would be, how you'd implement it, essentially, really. It would be decent, though. Wouldn't be against it at all. I wonder who would win, though, out of all of them. So, yeah, obviously, off topic, Charlie Patton always back in training with Blackpool as well, people. Charlie has returned to training, had a couple of sessions, now said they're gaffer, so he's doing what he needs to do. Progress is being made. Beyond that, there actually isn't anything in the whole footballing world, really. What's Sky Sports saying? The fact Emre practically got the job himself shows we didn't plan ahead post-Venga. We've not really been planning ahead, if I'm completely honest with you. It looks like there's a bit of future planning right now for us. But beyond that, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's anything of note on Sky Sports. Gold.com, what are you saying? What's the athletic saying? The athletic or anything? It's again, again, since certain things happen globally, it's like the whole footballing world's just gone to sleep. Which, depending on how you look at it, is a madman too. But 
is what it is. In theory, the money would go to the football period in the EFL, but yeah, it's definitely for money. I mean, in theory, it's great, but you know these guys, man. It will go down and somehow it's gone into some bank account and it filters all the way back and there's some tax there's some tax loopholes around it and all of these things. Apparently, Klopp said, does he want to bring the Harlem Globetrotters um, to in relation to that as well, people? Um, apparently, man's Maine's uh, boss, Bo Steverson's on the Brighton shortlist for the head coach in vacancy, obviously left via Graham Potter. In terms of transfer news... Apparently, Real Madrid's pursuit of killing Mbappe is, is set to start again next summer after full details of his contract emerged. Apparently, there's a one-year extension in his deal that only he can invoke. As you know, Gavi has agreed a new deal at, at Barcelona, put into bed the Liverpool and all them other shouts. One billion release clause. Crazy. Chelsea have offered PSG sporting advisor Lewis Campos a whopping seven million salary to move to Stamford Bridge and spearhead their next spend, next transfer spree. While Sir Jim Radcliffe wants him to spearhead Man United's future recruitment if he takes over the Old Trafford club. Liverpool attempted a late eighty-six point five million swoop for Valverde. Real Madrid would be crazy to sell Valverde. I, I really believe in Valverde's ability. You know, he's one of my favourite footballers. Him. Actually, yesterday was a chance to see three of them. You know, Valverde wasn't there, but Musiala, Pedri, Gavi, lit stuff, man. Lit players. There isn't really much more. Nothing else, really, really and truly. You know, the wafer have said no singing of the national anthem. That DGM Ray period, remember, you got pelted that time was people. Oh, there's been a couple of people I've been right on. I was I tried to tell man about Pepe. I tried to tell man about. I remember people fighting me for Saka can play right wing. I tried to tell man about Pepe. Tried to tell man about Lacazette. Tried to tell man about Emre. And the wickedest thing is, I only gave up on Emre the week he got sacked. I had so much criticisms. It, there's there's been some crazy times. I've definitely been wrong about stuff, but I've been right about hella, you know. And to all them people who said, "Oh, you really deluded Lacazette," and I would love to have been wrong, but you know, oh, you really deluded Lacazette. A hundred percent could score twenty league goals. No, he bloody couldn't in this football club. It was clear to see. Tried to tell man, Pepe's only had a great eighteen months. He's got a lot to learn. He's going to struggle. Saka, I, I I don't know why people tried to fight me because all you needed to do is watch him in youth side. He played well on the right. If you remember, he was on the left for, for a time really. But then, if I know Martinelli can't play on the right, last season plays quite well there against Man United. Oh, hey, maybe he can. Football fans, eh? Morning, fellow. DG's never been a follower. I remember that time too. I love Emre's work at Villarreal, but the signs were there with Emre at Arsenal for a time. Just doing some mad stuff, man. I liked Emre. I didn't like how he was, how the press took the piss out of him, as you lot know, with, with you know, the language and, you know, there's a laugh and a joke, but they were blaming him. As I said, I only gave up on him at the end, but boy, it was dire, bro. It was it was mad. For extra live streams and videos, subscribe to me on YouTube. Amen. Amen. Bro, it feels like Emery, it feels like we've moved on from Emery in 10 years. And I would say if I was Emery, I'd look at Arsenal a bit sour because I never got the luxuries that that I'm more experienced. Whether obviously they be clearly believe in believe in him a bit more, but in Arteta a lot more than Emre, but I'd say I've done a lot more in the game. Why weren't I a manager, not a head coach? Why didn't I get a lot of these? So I'd look at them a bit sour still. Obviously, we had Raul Sanye, them times there. And you know what? You was probably anyone was, you know, whoever took the job post Wenger, like post Ferguson or post Pep now, eat to a degree post Klopp. Not saying they're going to do well or bad, but you know, that's always the most difficult one, really. 
crazy that we only ended up being the ninth biggest spenders this season after all the biggest spenders in the league hype. I hear that. Would have just liked to send a bid me personally and or a right winger. Didn't want too much. But it is what it is. We're just going to have to move, man. What more can you do, really and truly? A couple games are being called up for under-21s level, not Arsenal at the same time. Crazy. So you are right, man. You know, money's been spent. You know, we are not, you know, we have spent a decent bit of Wonga. And we need to start seeing a lot more. Who knows, man? Who knows? Apparently, David Coote has been appointed referee for Arsenal's away match against Brentford on Sunday with Peter Banks on VAR, whatever that means. Those good evening jokes used to grind my, my gears. Some people in the UK too privileged. Again, yeah, very privileged. And you can't be mocking, man. That's a man that can speak Spanish, had a grasp on English, could speak French and probably some other things. You can't mock him. You can't do none of that. It's, a, it's, it's very much a, a privilege of, I'd say, specifically Americans and English people to not have to learn another language. That's a set. That is a life skill. You know, you got to remember he's a football manager, but he's essentially an economic migrant. He's no different from some of our forefathers, our grandparents, or some of you lot's parents, where they've obviously left one country to seek. I don't like the word better life, but obviously earn a bit more money and things like that. It really, obviously, a laugh and a joke. There was some humor initially behind it, but then it went to taking a piss. And that's not nice for anyone. It says a lot more about the person that's doing it, about the people that are doing it. It's quite disgusting, really, man. But what are you going to do? Humans are always going to be pussyholes, isn't it? It's crazy. Shout out, Emre, man. But yeah, man. It's where it is, man. What are you lot saying, people? that got nothing else to say, people. What's all of this? I mean, on Arsenal.com, Basque too. So, for, bro, four languages and who's to say you don't know nothing else? Wait, I don't even know, but I swear Uno Emre was it was was a was a um he managed in Russia as well. I don't I'm not gonna assume he knows Russian, but he must have some grasp on the language. He must be able to say something basic. I'm sure you've been in Russia. Let me look. I don't like lying to you lot. Yeah, man, he's obviously he's been in France with PSG. He's been in his homeland with Almeria, with Valencia, with Sevilla, with um, Villarreal as well. Obviously, Arsenal as well. So, yeah, you can't draw him out. And that goes for bare other people. You look at Senderos comes to mind, Arsene Wenger comes to mind. Them and they can speak bare languages. That would be lit. And for a manager, obviously, language has emotion behind it. You know, when you can speak more, Arteta can speak a couple as well. You can connect with people a bit more like you know i don't know marquinhos i don't let's just use him just come from brazil he might have a grasp on the language of english but i might not be able to connect with him if i speak portuguese with him not only does he directly know what i'm talking about but there's we can connect a bit more with him sort of thing it's like nuno and you also have to wonder where nuno and pepe are concerned their ability to not grasp the language did that harm them i say that but i know pepe can speak french i assume arteta can speak french so I don't maybe there was something more in that one. That one there is probably not the best example, but you get the point. Allegedly, you know, Arsenal have announced, along with extra marks, they've launched a youth competition, whatever this is, people. Oh Arsenal and extra marks launch youth competition. 
They, it, this brings the biggest pan-Indian inter-school football championship for girls and boys under 15 years with a chance to play the final at the Emirates Stadium. That's great. Together with our official learning partner, Extra Marks, we are proud to be, proud to be launching the Youth Football Championship, India's first ever inter-school football tournament, with the finalists getting the opportunity to play at the Emirates people. The four teams that reach the final of the two comps will then be flown to London to play on our hollowed turf and have the chance at being crowned champions. The aim is to take forward Extra Mark's mission to promote the importance of sports in holistic development of children, in addition to bring an enthralling sports tournament youth football championship. will also include workshop, learning workshops and interactive sessions. So big up Arsenal for that one, man. That sounds like a good little thing there. You know, when's Mikel Arteta going to have a press conference, man? Don't know. But who knows, man? But yeah, that's that in that regards, folks. 134 likes keep moving, people. Can we get to 200? Yeah, he was at Spartak very briefly. Emre should have used the translator, maybe. You know, I look at because again, I hear you. Because if it's me, you know, if I don't say anything in my translator talks where you look at Bielsa, Pochettino initially, nothing can be misconstrued, sort of thing. But at the same time, I like the fact that man want to get to life early because you remember if a man are living in a country, yeah, you're a football fan, you're, 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 you're doing up the football manager thing. But what is it when you're going to, you say you're going to Sainsbury's and you're saying, where's the honey, you know, where's the honey and all them things there. Or how do I, you know, how do I tap up, tap my Oyster card or whatever you need to be able to communicate. And it's a life skill really. And truly. Would you take Kudos from Ajax? He's a, he had a great game. Yeah, but I think people are gassing it a bit. Need to see a bit more. I think a lot of conclusions are being drawn of someone that's not got 100 appearances for Ajax, you know, and has got 100 career appearances between the two clubs he's played for. Great potential. Let's see where he goes, man. Probably weren't. But then again, they just used to take the piss out of him. I can communicate in six languages and it lets you connect with people on a different level. Unfortunately, many of my international friends at uni were mocked by English peers. It's sad. It's crazy, man. Absolutely disgusting. Get all your DG merch. Go to the following link. Come on. Appreciative of that night, but appreciative of that night, but shout out the Twitch ones as well. So yeah, it is well. It is Arteta's language ability is insane. English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Italian, Basque, Catalan. Very gifted and not much credit given. Where, where did you find that? Can he really speak Italian? A couple of them. I don't know, man. I know he could speak a couple. I didn't know it, it was really all of that. But I like that, man. You know what, Emre, you can leave with your head held high, man. You 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 tried to take to life in England the best way. I just think you never had the respect of the players, really. And I think you tried to be a bit too clever with stuff. But whoever's going to take over that first job, you know, it's going to be a madness. Man said he speaks Scottish too. We'll include that. Fuck it, man. Why not? Why not? Absolutely brazy, man. DJ, if you ever had to learn an, a language, which one would you choose? Do you know what? With the way the world's going, I'd say Chinese right now, you know, but I've always wanted to learn Spanish. I mean, I'm a Venga baby. I'd love to be able to learn French. Who knows? I need to learn other language. That could be the difference between me getting somewhere or not as well, man. I'd, all of them, really, man. I'd say with the way the world's going now, um, Chinese. Man said, I'll rate him when he can speak Patois. All right, pick up yourself, man. <laughs> oh, man. 
Absolute crazy. You are silly. <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget, people, after this, my next live stream is at 4.30. We're playing Football Manager. But in terms of watch-along content, no, it's not that. Or that. Where is it gone? Where has it gone? It's trying to do me dirty. Someone don't want... People, you see how YouTube does it does me dirty. It doesn't want you lot to hit the like button and things on the next stream again. Even if you're not going to be there, can you please all hit the like button? Every like boosts the engagement. And we get closer to 50,000 subs, people. It does make sense for him to know that many. To be fair with you, it makes it makes hella, it makes hella sense for him to know that many, if I'm completely honest with you. Really, morning F1, I see your comment. I can see it on Twitter, Twitch. Sorry, I can't necessarily see it. On StreamYard, Mal, there you are, morning, mate. So, yeah, man, it is what it is, but there's nothing more to speak about, man. Why would I waste you lot's time, people? With that being said, hour and 16 minutes, I'm going to lock this stream off. We've spoken about the headlines there. Are. Once again, Man City versus Dortmund, watch along to come straight after this. I say straight after, I'm lying, 7.45, 4.30, I'll be live on Twitch, people, to play FM for an hour or so. So, yeah, man, it is well, it is still debating what game to watch on Thursday. Might just do the 5.45, cheat the game a bit, people. As usual, while I like talking about Arsenal or anything with football, it's you lot who make the platform, people. It's you lot's engagement, engagement levels. It's you lot's talking points. It's you lot's support day in, day out. And I know it sounds superficial because all us content creators say it, but... I can't put a price on you lot's support. Thank you very much for such people. So, yeah, I hope you lot are having a great week. You know, with it being the halfway point, you know, being Wednesday, I hope you lot and your loved ones are in good health. You know, I hope you lot obviously are achieving your goals, hopes, dreams and ambitions. I hope to see you all again. But for now, I'm going to love and leave you lot people. 4.30, 7.45, Twitch gang, you don't have to worry about anything. YouTube crew, you do. Set your reminders, hit your notifications, smash the like button, subscribe, get your opinions in. Thank you for helping me build this great community to this point and where we've got it now, people. So, yeah, man, you lot stay blessed, stay safe. Let me get out of you lot's hair, man. One.